0: Black Female Project. So many women are thriving at work. The first group of female executives in the late 80s, 70% of the white women had faith that their companies were truly committed to the advancement of people of color, while only 21% of the black women did. There are black women who are VPs, who are managing all of this. The piece that's missing is how they do it. We don't know how they do it. I think there are things that we've done to survive, to thrive, that we don't even think about. We just do it. And that's the part that I want to codify. That's what I want to see written down, mostly because I feel like there are things that I've learned and ways that I would move at work based on what I've learned so far that are different than how I moved 10 years ago or even five years ago or even two years ago. I wouldn't be afraid to say what I felt. I won't be afraid to challenge. I wouldn't be afraid. But that's because of what I've been through. So how do we help the next generation benefit from what we've already learned? Can they be more strategic? Can they stand confident when faced with opposition? Because four and a half years ago, I couldn't. So the goal is that girls don't start from scratch, that they actually are able to stand wholly in their self-confidence, no matter what happens at work, because they're not defined by that position. They're not defined by that bringing that money in and not afraid to walk away when things get uncomfortable because they will get uncomfortable. But for some of us, we didn't even know it was gonna come. The whole premise of the project is about empowerment. The workshops, the conversations, the book, this podcast, recording our voices, is to let people know when you don't say anything, that's when people can run all over you. When you start saying stuff, you have protections that are in place by law. But when you're silent, no one even knows. And in the nonprofit world, I worked in an organization where there was no HR department. So when I did go to seek legal counsel, they said, well, where did you file your complaint? I didn't have a complaint to file because there was no system in place for them to deal with HR issues anyway even though they had 30 employees. So, we want to tell people what the project is like and what saying some of these things out loud did, which I have not done in quite some time has brought up a lot of emotion for me. So, and I don't think I was prepared for that.
1: I would agree. Um I think there's two things that have come out of the project is it become a really important healing space for everyone who's participated, whether it's just been simply supporting the project or participating in conversations, writing contributions, writing blogs, however people have chosen to support and be a part of it. And I think the other gift of the conversation is the really intergenerational commentary that comes out through the conversations. We have, members who are you know, older in their 70s maybe, and we have the millennial generation and part of the conversation. And to see that space of fearlessness in the youngest generation, because they accept and understand the history and the work that has gone into getting them into their space so that they can create their own workplaces and their workspaces and their work environment and experience. They are very open to walking away because they have an umbrella, not an umbrella, but they have something to catch them when they fall. And I think previous generations didn't necessarily have that. And so that conversation that has evolved over the last couple of years Um, has really highlighted that. And honestly, I think for me, um, has given me a lot of empowerment that I don't have to just hold on and this one job and this one place is not my end all to be all to who I am.
0: Well, that reminds me of the story collection effort. So initially... I put a call for submissions on my website and thought, we'll get 10 or 12. That'll be great. We'll self-publish a book and we'll be done. And then the thing started to gain momentum. And people were asking for interviews and how can I submit art? And uh, we need to talk and meet face-to-face. So it's grown into this whole other thing with um, live events and networking events and community and conversation series in Washington, D.C., and New York City, and Oakland. And each region has specificity in the trauma and pain that they're holding and what's required to move in that space or region. For two years in those conversations, I held every story. And now, as we're putting the collection together, we're editing the stories and going through the interviews, I can understand why I haven't talked about myself. So I'll say, for this process of healing, the project was my healing process, the project is my healing process, and it's grown into this thing where other people are healing as part of the bigger conversation. People like you who have supported And been there from day one, and there was one person who would call me every now and then on a Saturday morning, and she'd say, how are you taking care of yourself while you're holding all this trauma? But what it's been able to do is make a path and a way. There's the Black Girl Magic and Black Girls Rock and all these things happening. All at the same time, we're just in that space, in that groove, and found our niche around Black female work-related Navigation skills. When I thought about the project, two people came to mind to ask to submit a story. And Che, you were one of those people. And you probably remember we were at someone's birthday party at Kingston 11 in Oakland and stood on the corner afterwards for about 25 minutes just talking about the concept of what this project could look like. And I asked you if you'd write a story, write your narrative. So that we could use it as an example when people started asking about what to write. And then you went on a writing journey. I'd love to hear about that.
1: I remember you asking me that, and I think at the time I didn't mm-hmm. think I had a story to tell.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I didn't It was one of those very deeply reflective moments of where you don't realize how much you've gone through and what you've gone through you just kind of put it back in a recess somewhere. It just gets stored and you just keep moving on. And so the writing journey for me um, was a lot of trying to figure out who, for me, my journey has set a lot in who I am as a Black person and a Black female. I have always been very connected to the female side of me just because um, I went to women's high schools and things like that. But connecting to who I am as a black person how I'm seen how I move how I live how I breathe and especially in the workplace I was extremely um confused about my experiences for a long time so writing putting them down on paper to kind of see where I was in my youth to where I've grown to um in my career and as an adult person was very emotional like you said I didn't Realize it would be at so emotional for me going through that and reliving those experiences. Um, looking back on the past two years and talking to a lot of women now who are who this project has opened the door for them to start that conversation with themselves or that deep dive. Um, it shows me how much I've healed from the process and how um, strong I am from it. I think if we don't share our stories and talk about them, put them somewhere, we don't heal from them. They kind of sit and become a permanent part of who we are versus just a dash in our history. Um, And so I would love, you know, that's probably the biggest evolution through the project um, was kind of putting it on paper and realizing that, okay, it's not so bad and we'll get through. And continue my hope and how do I have hope and pass that hope on to other generations um, is is how we kind of move through this project. And I was excited to see all of these women who've um, joined the project and shared their stories in different ways. We have artists. We have people in corporate America. We have um, nonprofit folks, people who are in sales and different things from all over the U.S. And how much... We've all gone through very similar experiences, but how they've given advice that I've heard or read through some of the conversations that actually has helped me more in my career. And I am, you know, almost 15, 20 years into my career at this point. So there's still like this learning process we go through through this project. And uh, it's been a really wonderful experience. And I'm happy Precious started the conversation at the right time and the right moment.
0: Before we started meeting and before, like maybe when you first started writing, what did you think the project was going to be and what what, what did it evolve to, like not in real life, but in your head?
1: I thought the project was simply going to be a book. It would be a book that we passed on to like 13 to 20 something year old young women um, and maybe a couple of panels here and there um, that's really all I thought it was going to be. And as we had our conversations and our conversation groups grew, um, and we shared do, we did writers workshops and we had a big annual ceremony at the end. Um, and looking at all the women I have now, the workshops we've had this past year and the, experiences, the cultural identity, the living your best life, the how do I advocate for myself and stand in my integrity conversations, all of that, I didn't imagine anything. I literally thought it would be a book, it would get published, it would go out to young people only, and it would stop there. I did not think it would continue to grow and blossom and become this transmedia project that it is now and open these mini doors for all Black women across all age groups and all industries. It's very intersectional, and I really didn't expect that. And it's been the most wonderful part about the project. I hear a lot about fear in our community and things that have passed on. And I think one of the very subconscious things our mothers and grandmothers and other women before us have passed on is this small little sense of fear that if you speak up or you tell your story or you write your story down, then that means it's there permanently forever and you may get fired or you may get blacklisted or you make it blackballed. And... Um, The gift with this project has been that we decided we're taking back the fear and we're going to tell our stories and write them down and document them so we can pass them on um, to the next generations that come so that they're ready and prepared for the barriers and the hurdles and the obstacles that come up. I feel like when I think about my own personal career, um, it is work as hard as you can for Um, as long as you can and take on extra work and take on extra projects so you can be an asset to the company um, or the organization versus telling you how to handle when you don't get promoted and you've done all of that or you have all of the college degrees and you still don't move forward or what happens when you have to quit because you can't move on and you have to find that new position in another company and start all over in the same race dealing with the same problems. So all of that brings up a lot of what these conversations in this project delves into is how to get to those things that normally we walk off and have um, in the coffee room or over coffee or on lunch breaks, those little conversations, the things we might text message each other about, girl, I can't believe this is what I had to deal with today. Um, That's what this project gets at is those pieces and how do we survive those pieces.
0: Thanks so much for listening.
1: Bye, everybody.